talking to um to Connor and Matt from Casket Feeder. Um, new album. It comes out 20th of May. Okay. Um, really for I mean, as a starting point for anyone who's not really familiar with um with the obviously the two singles that you've put out from um, from this album so far. Um, what are people going to be getting from um, from this new album, Servants of Violence? I would say, in summary, the the harmonies and mel- melodic like nastiness of Swedish death metal filtered through the punishing brutality of the New York and Florida sound with a horrible underbelly of UK hardcore. That's like the three touchstones of our sound, I would say. I wanted, that's something I did want, want to ask you about because when a lot of bands will, um, let's say a lot of bands in there are going to mesh in a metal and hardcore sound, they always go for something like Slayer meets Cro-Mags. Now you guys, or At The Gates meets Cro-Mags as, as another example, you guys do have a very distinctive UK hardcore sound. So we're not, I mean, I reviewed the album and I said it was literally like Entombed having a backyard fight with Stamping Round. Right. Oh, we love that as well. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. read that quote, we're like, amazing. You really <laughs> do hear that gritty edge of a lot of kind of like late 90s, early 2000s, like Blackfish era rest style um, UK hardcore bands. Yeah. What made that, what made you use that, um, that as kind of like the basis of that sound as opposed to looking at something which might be more recognisable to a lot of people? I think it's generally down to just our personal taste in, in, I mean, obviously we love all kinds of hardcore, most, mostly um, I love New York hardcore as well, but I think we're all massive fans of UK stuff like Stamping Ground, like you said, the Blackfish era, um, even fans like Decimate, like for me personally, Decimate, Stamping Ground, um, like Knuckle Dust, you know, all the Ruction sort of bands, you know, we, we all love that type of stuff. So I think that's just kind of naturally kind of made its way into our music. Yeah, it's- it's just an organic, uh, it's, it's just filtered through organically, as Matt said, it's just, it's stuff that we are literally just, just influenced by and like we enjoy. So it has just, it, it's just come through that way. Like it's, it wasn't like a, a conscious thing. It's just, it's it's kind of in our, in our DNA when we were writing, you know. Was that always what you, when obviously Casket Feeder started, was that always something that you looked to try and combine or was it just a natural kind of progression through jamming and thinking and, and finding things that went together, which, which had different, you know, something come from two different, you know, you know, slightly different musical um, influences brought together. Was it something that you planned to do right from the get go? Was it just um, how things seemed to progress naturally? Um, I, w- I wouldn't say it was planned um, necessarily. Um, I think when we first started, I think the other guys, um, obviously Connor, um, when you first started, I think you just wanted to write ignorant riffs. Basically, that was that was, that was the. <laughs> The sole purpose, really, but um, yeah, there's never been any sort of you know formula that we stick to, and you know this has to be the hardcore bit or the death metal bit. It's just, I think it's just nat- naturally kind of just yeah. I mean that way. I think that hardcore element has always been like an intrinsic part of it, like from the start. Um, but as we've gone on and evolved, and our writing's gotten better, it's it's elevated more in there, like. I'd say like the way we execute that, like the way we execute those parts and like actually entwine it naturally into the music and even like the more death metal side of it as well, that's been pushed to a, diff- a, a higher level with the material now compared to the EPs. Like ev- everything's just been like kicked up to 10 a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think by proxy where everything has elevated a bit and like consciously we wanted to push ourselves to write stronger material and challenge ourselves like, 
those elements are even more just highlighted now because it's we're we just we've gotten better at our craft as the time's gone mm-hmm. on i'd say with regard to obviously your earlier eps and, and this new record um how have you tried to really because obviously both eps are both independently released and this is also going to be independently released um what have you tried to what, what have you learned from doing everything by yourselves independently to ensure that any past mistakes or or just maybe just minor errors are how have you learned from them in, in releasing your own music by yourselves as opposed to having other people on board to to work alongside i think in terms of releasing it by yourself you definitely have more control over it and um that's that's, that's definitely that's um a lot more powerful f- uh, for us i think to just have more of a say on what what we do um and our overall sort of presence online um yeah i think in terms of functioning as a band as well and in terms of this is how this this bleeds into everything so it's the writing it's performing it's just like it just just threaded throughout every decision and whatever it's like you the main thing you learn i think and the main takeaway you have when you do things independently is like no matter what else you have to have complete faith in what you're doing and it has to it has to be true to yourself and your vision and you we all have to be happy of what we're putting out and be like yeah I can I can stand by that I'm proud of what we've done because if you don't you know what I mean like with all the best will in the world you can say oh this you know uh oh this hasn't happened because we're not on a label or that you know we haven't had opportunities when not on a label like it's really easy to sit back and say that but it's also like you can that's a bit of a crutch and it's almost an excuse sometimes like you you have to put the graft in regardless and like if you if you can you know if we can honestly say look you can you can rely on the strength of the material rely on the strength of the live performance and you can we can 100 say yeah that's true to what we wanted to do like we've kept our integrity and stuff like that's the main thing like and really that that has what has helped us progress like to, to where we are and got us the opportunities we have it's like we've just like we're so steadfast in like what we believe the band to be and like what our aim is for the band in terms of like the, the uh like the the music and like the what we want to put out there for people and like just growing more into our like into our own sounds and making casket feeder like a thing where it's like oh yeah people i want people to hear our music and go that's casket feeder you know mm-hmm. uh, that's something we all want and yeah i mean when you are doing it on your own obviously it is a it's a hard slog i mean it's a hard it's a hard industry for any band even if you're on a label and stuff don't get me wrong but you know it's you have to fight that much that bit harder and like knock on doors that bit harder when you, you haven't got a label backing and stuff and it it gives you that thing of like now nah, i've got we've got something to prove here you know and i think that's something that's always put fueled us it's never been something that's made us like back down or go oh we can't do this because you know we're doing it on our own it's made us want to go no we're going to show we can do it i think it's a healthy kind of it's a healthy catalyst you know it should be that thing it's like no we're going to prove like we're worth caring about you know (laughs) do you think you get a better sense of reward from actually doing that independently because obviously you I mean, I remember seeing you guys the first time at Death to Cancer. I think it was number three when you opened. And then it was kind of like three months later, you you know, everyone within that scene knew the name Casket Feeder. Um, and you there was a tour that you did with, um, I don't remember who it was off the top of my head, Teeth, Teeth Grind? Oh, no. Yeah, Grind Grinder, yes. Yeah, that was kind of, I don't know, that was what seemed like a relatively short period of time after that. 
so I, I I mean there must have been quite a um quite a sense of really just like you know a, achievement that you'd done that without without having someone really in your corner because you'd controlled your own your own destiny in doing that if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. i mean I've, I've always kind of done sort of diy type stuff um in other bands that i've done so i guess there's always yeah definitely 100 percent a, a sense of reward when you've kind of made made all the um you've done everything yourself and you've kind of you know got the hard work to kind of show for it so yeah and 100 percent, yeah you de- it definitely makes you feel better knowing that oh yeah i've put the hard work in to achieve this yeah and i think it's um i think it kind of uh from an outside perspective as well like i think people just respect that but it's the same for us you know when you see a band just like done it diy and they've it's like it's just like yeah you just you've just got to respect it you know if like it's it's just uh i think if you can if you can show you can do it on your own two feet kind of thing it goes a long way and um yeah it's just like and it does feel it's awesome like when you've like yeah when you've like you make those relationships especially like when you go on tour with a band it's like you know you reach out you make that initial kind of communication and like it's like we we made like genuine like friends and teeth grinder and stuff like that you know it's like whereas um it might be have been a bit different if it was just something that was set up like oh, okay cool um you're gonna go and tour with this band and whatever it's like you know, even to the point it's like we got up from the airport, we're like all touring in the van together, watching like Alan Partridge and stuff. It's just things like that, you know. Um, and it's wicked. You just make a real great network, like doing it that way. Um, obviously, this is this album being released on CD that you've pressed it on. Was there any thought with obviously? I mean, CD was a, a few years ago considered a dead format. Obviously, vinyl is vinyl's the cool format, but it takes so long to get pressed due to you know various issues and then you've also had the rise in um in tape kind of coming back especially within the, like especially within the, the punk and hardcore thing it never really went away but it's definitely becoming quite prolific now um, prolific excuse me with um with others with other styles was there any kind of any thoughts on looking at different ways to release it or was it firmly um releasing it on cd was the way that you wanted to go with it um, I, think, I think we've definitely explored that sort of option i mean i think we'd all love to have a, a copy of this on vinyl for sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, it takes so long to get it pressed at the moment. Um, even before COVID, it, it took, um, you know, a couple of months easy, but I think now there's obviously a lot of delays. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we had the opportunity to do it, then obviously we would love to do it, but it's also the cost as well. So obviously yeah. we have self, self-financing it ourselves. So it's, yeah, it's just definitely a lot of um, money to front um, as a band, but, yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't, there, there was never a sort of, you know, discussion. Oh, it only has to be on tape, but it only has to be on CD. Um, but yeah, we, we'd love to try as many formats as possible, really. Yeah, we've all uh, we've all said as a band, like we'd we'd love to do like a vinyl release, like it's something we'd love to do. But that's that's kind of the flip side, actually, of that, you know, to about doing things independently and stuff as opposed to being on a label yeah like the the budget is like no doubt a prohibitive thing of like doing a vinyl press like it for us at the moment that would be a bit of a challenge and it's especially when you don't you don't have the guarantee that you're going to recoup those recoup those costs back and like sell the whole run it's like it's a bit of a it could be it's a can be a bit of a risk in some it's a a lot of money to kind of be in the red straight away when there's other things that you're going to need to fund to, to help the band move forward yeah. that's it like in terms of tape it's like 
it's never any something I know obviously some bands have done really well with it. It's cool, it's quite a cool thing. Like people like to collect them and stuff, but no one's ever asked us about, oh, are you, you going to do this on cassette and stuff? So that's it's never that's not been one that's kind of crossed our minds. But I know it's something that's had a like obviously you mentioned punk hardcore, it's never kind of really went away, but it's had a kind of a resurgence in like metal and especially death metal and stuff as well as a lot of like underground death metal bands that have done like cassette releases and stuff. Mm. Um, quite a cool little niche thing, like collectible thing. But yeah, for us really, like if we were going to do do another format, the big one would be like uh, doing a vinyl release, like 100%. Obviously, you've mentioned you mentioned earlier with with an interview that you've really tried that you've really stepped up the game in with regard to obviously the songwriting for this new record. Um, is there anything that you can really put your finger on that you that you think people are going to hear from this compared to um, compared to the, like the Scalp CP, for example, that really that really sets itself, or is it just um, basically the fact that you've been able to um, to work better as a, as a group to um, to get these songs um, written? Yeah, I think we've definitely worked better as a group. It's definitely been a lot more of a collective um, effort um, in terms of the songwriting. Um, I think comparing it to like the EPs, is, I mean, there's definitely a lot more technicality, a lot more. Um, and I think I think the structures are just a bit more sort of well thought out um, compared to the other stuff. And um, I think just generally, I think um, bringing all of our individual influences together has kind of really helped um create the sound that we've we've managed to pull off on this album yeah i'm like in terms of the musicianship like the, the eps like don't get me wrong i'm not saying we're like dream theater or anything like that 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 but musically technical but the eps were really like underplaying it was just like we wanted to write the, the material quite quickly so we could get out playing shows and just like when you hear the eps you know they're quite rough and ready like the songs are pretty straightforward they're just like high energy it's just like yeah let's just want, and like Matt was saying, the MO initially when I first started demoing this stuff, so I, I just want to write some like ignorant tunes kind of thing. But when it comes to the album, it's like, okay, we've we're definitely like we know we're like a group of like capable musicians. Like let's show that a bit more, and let's like let's actually push ourselves a bit more, and like with the material and like with the with the song craft and stuff. And that was yeah, that was a just to kind of just to show you like a bit more of a truer demonstration of like what we're capable of, I guess. Okay, yeah, I hear you. With regard to um, the lyrics on the album, it, was that just handled by yourself, Matt, or did everyone else um, have input in some of that writing as well? Because obviously, you'll get you'll get certain bands where people, where obviously multiple members of the bands will will write lyrics, even if they're not all um, all involved in the in the performance. Or then you'll obviously get bands which just handled by um by the front man. How did it work with regard to this album? Yeah, I think I think yeah, the majority are by myself. I think yeah, Connor had um, uh, a lot of help on it as well. Um, I think "Servants of Violence," the actual title track, um, they were they were written solely by Connor. Um, you know, there's a few songs that me and Connor kind of both sort of helped with and stuff. But yeah, I mean, there's no there's no real sort of uh, way. I mean, it, it's not like I'll, I have to write all the lyrics. You know, there's you know, I think Connor's quite good at writing lyrics as well. So it's always good to have him there to sort of bounce ideas off. Um, but yeah, um, that's kind of how that works. Yeah, Matt definitely does like the majority of the heavy lifting, like the majority of the lyrics are from Matt. Um, and yeah, I've that's something I've kind of always, um, but don't get me wrong, there's no right or wrong way to do it, but I, I do think it's, I always think it's a bit more special when the 
vocalist is writing the lyrics because it's you know they're delivering like their thoughts and like they're putting their message out kind of thing like don't get me wrong there's, there's bands i absolutely love where like the vocalists don't really write many of the lyrics like a good example that would be cannibal corpse yeah um, george, george writes nothing it's all done by by alex and paul absolutely. it works for them it's it's yeah. awesome but I just think it's a, I feel, I'd feel a bit weird doing that, going right, yeah, it is lyrics kind yeah, of thing, yeah. you know. Um, we're lucky with we with, in, with Matt. Like Matt's a really good writer, and like Matt's Matt's quite prolific. So it's, it's never a struggle. Like, oh, we need lyrics. Where are the lyrics? <laughs> kind of, thing, you know. Um, and but and then equally, like he puts a lot of thought into it. It's never just like oh, yeah, you know, just slap this out kind of thing. So yeah, yeah it's a good dynamic. Like it's cool. Like we can kind of work off of each other and stuff. Or, like, yeah yeah we i mean we found obviously over the last couple of years that was a lot of bands both you know both more independent bands and larger bands and really large labels that halted albums uh, being being put out due to due to the pandemic and the lack of touring did you guys find when you're putting this album together that the um I mean, did you did you put any kind of maybe delays on it yourselves so you could actually spend a bit extra time additionally crafting the material or were you um, or was it just a case of it was ready to go when it was ready? We um, had the uh, well, we'd re- we'd actually recorded this album in April 2019. <laughs> uh, so the original plan was to drop it late 2019, and then to kind of cut a long story short, we signed a deal uh, with a label. Um, it didn't work out. Like basically. We were going to release early 2020, early 2020 after the deal got signed. And then obviously COVID yeah. happened, yeah. put an absolute spanner in everything. Uh, and then we were trying to navigate our way around that. So initially we're like, can we just delay for a couple of months so we can kind of see what the landscape's going to be like? Because no one knows. And um, not to throw too much shade or anything, but the communication kind of like completely dried up. We we're just like, we literally don't know where we stand with this which isn't a great place to be in um, when we're just trying to, you know, get get some kind of clarity. So we just decided to, like, uh, leave, like, leave the deal. Like, we did it all amicably. We're like, look, this isn't kind of going to work out. Uh, we kind of want control over how we're going to do this because we've just kind of been left a little bit hanging here. I think um, we were quite lucky in the sense that not really much had been done yet in yeah. terms of the deal. So we... You know, I think the 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 way at the time we left, I think we were in a, a place where, you know, not much time had been spent either way. So, yeah, we were able to leave sort of um, amicable amicable terms, and yeah, there's no no bad blood there at all. But it just I think worked better for us, and yeah, definitely gave us, gave us definitely gave us more time to reflect on the whole process. And yeah, I think we're really glad that we held off. As frustrating as it was, it's it's definitely I think going to be a lot more um, better in the long run. What I mean, are there? Any, I mean, you've obviously mentioned next week you've got the release show. Is there anything? Is there anything further that's been planned with regard to promoting the release via via touring, um, or any or any other kind of? Um, I mean, because there was a was has there been a video dropped already for this for a track off this album? Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Is, yeah, so we've had two two videos so far, and then we've got um, our next single, Edge of Collapse. That comes out tomorrow on the day of the release as well. So we've we've got a music video for that coming as well. And obviously, with regard to kind of like live live shows or touring from the um, after the release show, is there anything that's currently um, is currently in place, or is that still um, is that still a work in progress for you? 
work in progress. I think, yeah, there's there's definitely things that we're trying to get booked up. I think after the, the launch, we've actually only got one other show with Gate Creeper. But yeah, no, I think, yeah, I, we, we want to get out there and promote the show, promote um, the album and play shows as much as we possibly can. So yeah, that's definitely the aim. Um, so yeah, ho- hopefully we'll get something sorted soon. Yeah, it's been a bit, little bit tricky just because of like, naturally there's been like a bit of a kind of like backlog with everything because of, you know, where there was no shows happening and happening again. So bookings are kind of going, you know, all these bookings are like slammed through, like promoters been able to do shows and stuff again. So it's kind of, it's been a bit tricky trying to get availability kind of thing. Um, But we're hoping obviously once, like once the album drops tomorrow, like, and you know, people can actually hear it and off the back of the reviews and stuff, it, you know, we'll, we'll be able to start booking some stuff up because the plan is to like try and get a few like proper tours like booked out and um, kind of long-term planning, we'd love to get over to Europe uh, for, for like first, that'd be the first time for us and um, just take it further afield, you know, it's like to more audiences as well. Obviously, I mean, you, you have obviously played shows since coming, since obviously the return of, um, of live music. What do you think's been, was there anything that you felt that prior to COVID you may have took, maybe taken for granted that when you came back and actually did it, maybe brought a whole, brought it to a new light and a new sense of appreciation? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I went to a, a few gigs in in the sort of, uh, pan, um, I don't know what you call it, the lockdown sort of period. Um, and, you know, there was seating and there was all like arrows telling you where to go and things like that. I think it's just the, the freedom, really, of just going to a gig or, you know, if I'm in London, I'll just I'll rock up to a, a gig and just having that kind of freedom to do whatever you want and not have any restrictions in place is definitely definitely what I took for granted. But I think, yeah, when we started playing shows again, um, yeah, I, I think there's, there was definitely a, a, a big buzz, I think, because everyone was just dying to get out and, you know, go to gigs again. Yeah, I think there's, I think ironically, because up until the pandemic, we gigs like really heavily, like, so first two years, we did like 35 shows each year, like, like the third year, we did like 20, like mid 20s. Um, and then obviously pandemic happened. So there was like no gigs. Um, I think we only had one or two kind of booked leading up to it, but they got cancelled because it was when COVID started like spreading quite a bit. Yeah just just prior to lockdown and but it's like whoa hang on like this has got a bit crazy so obviously promoters cancel the shows like understandably and it, you have that worry obviously you're like ah this is unusual for a band like well it's unusual for any band but we're, we're so used to just gigging as much as we could it's just like what do you do um and obviously we we're kind of in limbo in terms of like not like sitting on the album and stuff so we're like ah right okay well, what's going to happen and you have that little worry like okay when shows eventually come back like is all that momentum going to have gone? Like, is the buzz going to have gone? Is anyone going to care anymore? But I think during the lockdown time, like, a kind of, uh, more people kind of became aware of us without us kind of realising a bit more of a buzz that built up. And, like, the first couple, like, the first show we had back was, it was like a, like, a hometown show. And, like, I know obviously our hometown show is it's going to be, like, pretty well attended, but it's not always a given. Like, yeah. Uh, it's weird in Milton Keynes, like we've got, we've historically had like quite a healthy music scene, but I would say these days, like it's a bit more, um, I say the bands that are coming through now, like the younger bands, like you like 18 to 20 year olds and that, it's more kind of like alt rock and like indie kind of focus, yeah. which is yeah. cool, they're doing their own thing, like don't get me wrong, there's not like a big like metal scene anymore. Yeah. 
they were just like, oh, we didn't, we were just caught, it's like, cool, we'll do a warm-up show, it'll be wicked, because otherwise the first show back's going to be Bloodstock, and that's going to be like, bloody hell, like, going straight back to that. So we did this warm-up show, and it was like, it was packed, and it was like, loads of people we'd never met, like, people had travelled down for it, like, oh yeah, I couldn't wait to see you, and stuff, but like, what's happened here? It's just like, suddenly, <laughs> someone's turned a switch on, like, yeah, casket feeder, it's just like, wow, played Bloodstock, tent was absolutely rammed, like, it was just insane, it was like, pits for the whole set and stuff, so it's just, it's kind of like that time off, more people have like had their ears turned to us and it's like we've come back and everyone's like oh yeah I really want to see casket feeder so yeah we will never take that for granted like it, it's exceeded like anything we expected to happen and just yeah just obviously just being able to play shows and stuff like I think it's like yeah you can't take that stuff lightly like because touch wood it doesn't happen again but it's like that can get taken away and it's just like you're left spinning your wheels a bit so yeah just being able to play shows go out and see bands it's just something like you just we've all kind of been like yeah just appreciate it a lot more kind of thing cool. i mean the really last question um with regard to regard to this the album um is there is there distribution in place for it or is it um is it basically one where at the moment it's just going to be available from your um your big cartel and your shows yeah that's pretty much it yeah sort of diy um do it ourselves um Big cartel, get it from a show. That's that's kind of where to get it at the moment. Cool. Um, I mean, is there anything else that you guys um, want to add um, um, for the end of the interview? Um, I'd say honestly, it's just like genuinely thanks to everyone who's checked the album out. Uh, thanks to everyone's given us the time to like speak. So you reviewed the record. Thanks to everyone who supported us so far as well, like, since the band started, and um, just obviously support the UK underground, support the UK metal scene. There's so many strong bands coming through now, like young, exciting bands as well, like all across the spectrum, you know, like bands like Harriet, Friends of Ours, Pupil Slicer, uh, more established bands like Venom Prison, like obviously bearing the flag for like UK metal. Um, bands like Malevolence, more on a hardcore side of things, but like smashing it and like turning it into like a, a well-beating band. Like it's, I'd say now is maybe one of the healthiest times ever for like UK metal and, and like hardcore. So just support bands because honestly, like anyone in anyone inside this scene knows it's like a hard slog, but anyone outside of it, it's like, it's hard graft this, you know, like everyone in these bands that you love, they've got full-time jobs and stuff and like buying a record, buying a t-shirt and stuff like it goes a long way. Like it keeps the wheels turning like definitely. Um, so yeah, just any little bit of support is like massively appreciated and uh, uh, that goes for like every band. 100%, yeah. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, guys, thank you very much. Um, if you could just shout out where the, obviously the, the big cartel address so people know where they can pick up the record um, or I can obviously pass it on to us so we can get it put in the description of the, um, of the interview on um, on YouTube and Spotify, etc. Yeah, so it's uh, www.casketfeeder.bigcartel.com. Um, so it's fairly fairly easy to remember. Um, or if you go to our Instagram page, um, there's like a link tree thing in there, like the link in the bio. You can get the link in there. You know, there's links all over our socials and stuff for merch. So should be quite easy to find. Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website. 
www.theraisersedge.rocks.